Hey, welcome to Simone Shea. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And tonight we're talking to you about D I V O R C E. Divorce. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that was an intro. Yeah. So, um, divorce, I kind of wanted to do a show on because. I was listening to this podcast uh, series called The Thread, and on season two, they had an episode that talked about um, the history of Nevada and how basically Las Vegas was built, the entire city was built on divorces because it was the easiest to get divorced there. And because you only had to live there six weeks to claim residency, so people would go stay in Nevada for six weeks and then file for divorce. Oh. And um, a famous Hollywood guy did it. And then the movie. um, Look who's talking. The movie Look Who's Talking, (laughs) but also. (laughs) Oh, wait, you meant Look Who's Talking too? (laughs) I probably meant Look Who's Talking too. (laughs) <laughs> um oh my god oh, wait did you mean three men and a little baby? i meant three men and a little lady actually oh yeah um uh, total aside while my google does its thing girl i went to junior high with said she was the second in line to be cast in three men and the little lady oh, but they went with someone else Aww. um and i don't know if that's true well, but it sure is something did you know there's a ghost in that movie there's a ghost in that movie if you look i don't remember if it's three men in a baby or three men in a little lady but in one of them and there's a scene where there's one of them standing in front of curtains and if you look there's like a silhouette of a man in the curtains what and and no one knows who it is it's probably a shadow of someone it's a ghost okay or a cutout of ted danson oh yeah i think i've heard that i think it's actually a ghost Mm, i wish i had a cardboard cut out of ted danson because he gets me wet capital w-e-t-e wet (laughs) Um, that's I know it's gross. Beautiful, Sydney. It's just gross because he's married to Mary Steenburgen and they love each other very much. They really do, and they have a just they have a beautiful love. But also, Ted Danson is a beautiful man. He is. I mean, not so much now, but mm. back in the Cheers days. Well, you know who you're talking to, Daddy Sweet. Lover Delorean. <laughs> <laughs> Old Daddy Lover Delorean over here says Ted Ted Danson now. Hotter than Ted Danson then. I'm going to start calling you that on the streets. I'm going to be like, you know, daddy, daddy lover DeLorean. I'm going to get shirts made. DLD. The old DLD. <laughs> daddy lover DeLorean. <laughs> Shall love your daddy. Um, What's this movie? Okay, the movie real? was called The Misfits and it's Marilyn Monroe and uh, Clark Gable and Marilyn Monroe is in Nevada to get a divorce and she meets up with these other guys. But it's it's about people there who are getting divorced. Okay. And there was an episode of Mad Men when Betty Draper decides to leave Dawn because she's marrying that politician. Yes. And she's he's like, we'll just go to Nevada for six weeks. So that was the deal. And the whole city kind of built out around that. Like, that was what was bringing people there. Because Uh if you think about it, it's a fucking desert. Yeah. So it sucks. But then people would go out there for six weeks to 
get divorced and they needed entertainment. And so it kind of built this city of sin up around it. And I thought, divorce is interesting. Let's do an entire hour-long show about it. Um, And then uh, both of us decided... Maybe not so much. It's not that interesting. I was so ambitious. I was going to research divorce in different cultures and Uh customs and throughout the times. Um, Because I know in the Hasidic Jew community, you're not allowed to get a divorce unless you get this thing from your rabbi called a get. Yeah. And it's basically your rabbi approving your divorce. And oftentimes the rabbis won't do it. And then women will hire like hitmen to threaten the rabbi to sign one. Oh my god! Where like none of it matters because you can just go to a court and get it done. But it's not; it's against their religion to do it without this get. So they'll be like, "We're gonna knock your kneecaps out if you don't get this get." And then they can get it, and they can be like, "Oh, it's okay for me to get divorced. Uh, it doesn't violate my religion because my rabbi approved." But your rabbi approved because like you threatened to cut his nuts off. Um, so I just feel like the the opinion of someone under duress doesn't matter. And perhaps like threatening to cause physical harm to someone should be against your religion. It probably is. It probably is. Um, I mean, they probably had to do a lot of penance after that. Yes. Um, have you ever seen the movie Hester Street? Hester Street? No. Oh my God. With, um, is her name Carol King? She's from Tapestry. Tapestry, what's that? It was an album she did. Oh, oh the singer. You're just thinking of Carol Kane. Kane. Carol Kane, who is the grown-up version of me. Yes, and she was in um the Eddie uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh my god, this is your aunties have microphones. She was in the Bill Murray movie, the um the Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Yes, she was. Jesus Christ. She's Eddie been in Murphy. everything. Yeah, she was in Princess Bride. She uh, was in, in the, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy yes, Schmidt. Exactly. She just picture me as an adult. It's I fine. I fucking love her. Yes. God damn, she's great. Anyways, um she's in this movie Hester Street and she's like a Jewish woman who's come from the country, the old country uh-huh. to meet her husband in New York in this like 1930s or something. The husband had to like pay to have her and the son come by boat, and but he's all Americanized by the time she gets there, and oh, she's still the boat very, ride was long. It was long. I mean, he had to save up money to uh, you know for years. Anyways, <laughs> he he took a plane and she went by boat, and the time difference, he was already Americanized. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm not gonna spoil it for everyone. Uh, long story short, she he wanted a divorce. And he had to get her approval and the rabbis, I guess, and she wouldn't give it. So he ended up paying her all his money. Yeah. And then and then he didn't have no money. And then she married a very respectable Jewish man who knew his his Bible and everything. She was making a square motion with her hand. She's basically voguing. Yeah, they're um. I almost called it the Quran. I almost called it the Quran. That's I almost did too, and I was like, "That's not right for sure." Yeah, the Torah. Torah. There we go. Um, Jesus, my grandma is five percent Jewish. She's very proud of that. I'm only three percent Jewish because I got that um, ancestry DNA done, and I was thinking hopefully ten, but it was only three percent. 
Um, and I'm 5% Asian. So I am more Asian than I am Jewish. Yeah. And I'm 7% Scandinavian, which you are looking at me right now. And that makes sense. <laughs> but also the rest is just English. Yeah. Because yeah. I look like every fucking Renaissance painting of kind of a dour looking like a woman who's she's so sad. She's so sad because her husband's out and he comes home with gonorrhea and she's just she can't get a divorce. She can't get a divorce because it's the fucking Renaissance and divorces were unheard of. Yeah. Um, Anyways, which we can actually talk about uh, because divorces were very uncommon um i mean it was scandalous yeah this article in the smithsonian the only note i took from it was that the author called it a legislative chastity belt because basically women had to be monogamous in order to survive because they they didn't make any money like they didn't have money they couldn't keep a roof over their head they couldn't do anything but if they were monogamous to a man and provided him with children they could survive like they could eat meals and have a roof over their head and so it was a way of keeping that and if they were to fall in love with someone else or have sex with someone else then they were fucked um so it was a legislative chastity belt but in it they said one of the most famous divorces was henry the eighth um because he had a lot of wives but he wanted to divorce catherine of aragon because she failed to provide him with a male heir but he also wanted to get all up in and Boleyn. yeah so he went to the pope because they needed the pope's approval and the pope was like fuck no and so henry the eighth declared himself the head of a new church in order to get a divorce because it's my church, baby. I can grant myself a divorce. So he like totally parted ways with Rome and started his new Church of England. I think is how that works. Uh-huh. We're going to this is a I think they might have covered it on the show Tudors. OK, so go watch that. Go watch the entire series. Tudors. It is. OK. Along with like it was good. There's a bunch of um, period piece I serial dramas. Love me a period piece. You me know too. That. Oh. I've been watching a lot. Oh, the clothes. Oh yeah. God. There, it's everything. <laughs> it really is. Where it's like I don't have to shower. Oh, bitch. I, all I want to do is be able to put on like the biggest cumbersome dress ever and mm-hmm. just like suffer under it for a day. I like, this is what it was like. Oh. I want my whole life to just be winks and nods and sly comments and my only job to be pretty and learn things. Because that's the thing with those like royal bitches, those like social elite bitches in the period pieces where their entire job is to be pretty and to learn how to play piano and write with pretty letters and like learning is like their bag. Yes. And that continues to be a status thing today where if you're rich, you get to go to Pilates and get Botox and you can go to graduate school or whatever. Like that's all I want really is to be a fucking rich bitch and I just want to be pretty and learn things. Oh um, uh, but instead I'm blue collar as fuck. Well, I was going to say when I think about like going back in time to these period pieces and like living in it, I'm like, but you know what? I would be the lowly bar wench down the street who is like suffering through life and having it really, really hard. Oh, 100%. I would have two teeth and I'd be a barmaid. <laughs> I'd be like, why are we a point, man? Hey, Gary, a rah, rah. 
Oh, he's had too much. Give him another one, eh? You might live in the woods with your twin sister who dies in a freak accident and your aunt who has a stroke. And then all of a sudden you're like, chick-a-pay. Chick-a-pay in the way. Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. Um, Nell was not a period piece. But uh, yeah, I want to say just a total aside to how fucking working class I am. I did the most working class uh, thing that I've ever done in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, on Saturday, between shifts at my two different jobs, I had to go to Walmart to buy a new pair of non-slip shoes. Beautiful. I know. I you just, don't want to fall. No. And um, I had left mine at my house and they don't fit very well anyways. They rub my feet and they gave me corns. And uh, I got the corn situation treated by mm-hmm. like a nice Asian lady. Um, and, uh, so anyways, I was like, I need new non-slip shoes and I left mine at my house, which is far and it would cost almost as much in gas to go get them. I should just go to Walmart. So yeah, I went to Walmart to buy new non-slip shoes on a break between my two different fucking jobs because I stand on my feet 18 hours a day. And, uh, so yeah, I would be the fucking bar wench and I'd be like, I'm going to mop up the vomit in the thing. He puked all over himself and no one would marry me because they would know that I had premarital sex. (laughs) Oh yeah. I've got a knob up me old hoo-haw once Uh, or twice before the gonorrhea. Am I painting you a picture? (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting it. It's a very sad movie. Yeah, it is. Um, I also picture that I just have like giant breasts. Okay. They're just so heavy. Uh-huh. I'm just like, oh, this is my knuckles. Eh, I need to I need two gents, one to hold up one, one to hold up the other. I need two husbands. At the end of the night, you just grab the same old rag that you've used for like day in, day out, and dip it in a bucket of water you keep on the side of your bed and just like Swap up under. Oh yeah, I just mop boobs. under my breast. You're like, oh, it's another, it's another day, another long day. Ah. I need a, I need a nice short man whose uh, head will rest <laughs> my breasts on. It's a low, it's a low class medieval times <laughs> winch love- accent. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. I watched, I watched <laughs> the movies. I feel like I'm really killing it, and you're acting like I'm not. <laughs> you are. You are. Okay. So, anyways. Henry VIII is like, this bitch ain't giving me no male babies, and I want to get all up inside Anne Boleyn, so I'm going to start my own church so I can get a divorce. Um, But then he fucking ends up killing Anne Boleyn three years later because she she gave birth to a son, but it was stillborn. Yeah. And he accused her of incest and treason. And I think we talked about on our incest show that she was accused and convicted of it, but there's no evidence that she ever fucked her brother. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he fucking killed her because she wouldn't give him a male heir. And a lot of people credit this to like the dawn of the divorce age, but the next like big divorce wasn't for 200 years. Oh, okay. So it doesn't matter. But um, there, (laughs) none of it fucking matters. (laughs) Who even gives a shit? No. no, I no. mean, what's did your parents get divorced? Oh yeah, okay. Um, they got divorced when I was four, and uh, because my dad was starting a business when um him and my mom got married, and she helped him, and so when my brother and I were little, my dad was gone twelve hours a day because he was starting his own business, and that takes a lot of time, and my mom who my dad was making enough money that she could stay home with the kids, which is really an ideal situation. 
uh, she was lonely. Mm -hmm. She was so lonely. So she had an affair. And my dad found out and he took her back and he forgave her. And then she fucking did it again. And I can remember her second boyfriend because, like, we'd go do shit together. Like, he would give me piggyback rides and he was bald and he had scabs on his head from sunburn. And I always wanted to pick at him. (sighs) And my mom was like, you can't pick the scabs on Dave's head. And I was like, I really want to, though. But I want to. But I want to. (laughs) Um, And then that's when my dad was like, okay, this fucking hell. Like, I'm trying to raise my kids and start a business, and I just want her to stay home and, like, be a mom, and she just can't stop fucking other dudes. So that's when he filed for divorce. Oh. Um, So, yeah. Then she got together with my stepdad, who is a monster, and we've covered that extensively, extensively, and he raised me, and then they got divorced. (sighs) Okay. 12 years later. Two divorces. Two. All right. Um, yeah, your parents got divorced. Yes. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was... They separated when I was 12. And, okay. Um, similar, my mom had an affair. And it was... I don't know. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. It was like something that was like very like one-time type of thing. Like not an a long relationship like outside he of wasn't marriage. like taking you kids out to no i we knew we, i didn't know who it was or anything okay. like that because your mom and, was a little bit more discreet than deborah yes um and i also didn't know like the extent of their situation my parents situation until i was like much much yeah. older because no one you know they don't want kids to know for some reason they think you know what would make this so much better if no one say why at all let's just all act like we don't know why it's happening we're just gonna break up your family for no good for no reason well i Um, didn't have that problem because my mom told me that my dad left because he decided he didn't want to have kids and he just wanted to work on cars and fly his airplane oh my god and my dad never said shit about it because Uh, my dad's a decent human being and one of his greatest qualities one that i don't necessarily have myself is that he knows when to shut the fuck up. Yeah. He's a man of few words. So he didn't tell me any of this until after I turned 18. And it probably was a conscious decision on his part to right. not say a word until after 18. So I grew up from age 4 to 18 thinking that my dad my and my mom would say that he was stupid and he didn't like kids and he didn't want to be a dad and blah, blah, blah. And he... Like, all this stuff, which really led me to have negative feelings about my dad and feel unwanted. Yeah. Um, And none of that was true. And maybe it would have been better if she had just said, you know, we don't really get along. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Because they've proven that, like, uh, in divorce, that generally it's not that traumatic um, for children. Um, And what does it say? Oh... It's relatively small amount of children have issues after their parents divorced oh, okay. and most are back to normal after two years. However, what causes the problems is the conflict. So like yeah. whether your parents stay together and argue all the time or they have a really ugly divorce, it's going to affect you negatively. Um, so if you just like kind of keep your kids out of it yeah, and are like, we don't get along anymore. Right. We yeah. both love you, but we don't want to live together anymore. Instead of being like, your mom's a whore, your dad's an asshole. Like, yeah, that sort of thing. Oh, man. I know. I think they, I think both my parents, they 
they feel like they did a good job, and I'm glad they feel that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but maybe they... I mean, you know, everyone has things they could do better the second time around. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously. Because, you know, there were there were fights and whatnot where we're just like, why are you guys fighting like this? And also, I feel like what was the hardest was that, um, you know, my dad came out to Phoenix afterwards and then we came out here to stay with him. And we ended up leaving Phoenix to go back to New Mexico with my dad and my mom stayed in Phoenix. And then shortly after that, my dad left to go to a different city in New Mexico to do another internship. And so neither of our parents were there. And I was living with my grandparents and my brother was living with my aunt and uncle. And so we weren't even living in the same house. We're in the same town, but all of a sudden it's like... You don't have your sibling. You don't have your parents. So that was like just weird. Yeah, that's really weird and traumatic. Yeah. Um, Because like children need routine. It's one of the most important things for children is routine and yeah. stability. I mean, they didn't do the worst job. No. But, you know, it was just like I think is maybe a little bit even more abnormal than most divorces. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So... Allegedly, 25% of children of divorce have social, emotional, or psychological issues as adults, Mm -hmm. compared to 10% of children whose parents stayed married. So there is a 15% difference in um, being fucked up. Also, children of divorce are more likely to get divorced themselves, Mm. and uh, they're more likely to have depression and anxiety and um, negative feelings about relationships. We're really checking some stuff off the list. Right. We really are figuring out uh, stuff about ourselves. Uh, So um, divorce is actually on the decline, though. Oh, good. Yeah. I was afraid to get married. I was like, for a long time, I didn't think I would ever get married. Like, I just didn't want to. Yeah. And then I was nervous about it. And then you were like, yeah, but it's like Deacon, so it's different. Yeah, I'm feeling good. <laughs> you feeling good about it? I am. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, divorce, it rose. <laughs> divorce rates rose in the middle of the last century as a result of the changing role and social status of women in society. Oh. Because basically we didn't need that legal chastity belt right. to have food and shelter because we were able to get educations because a lot of universities used to not like women couldn't get college degrees yeah places wouldn't hire women women couldn't sign leases on their own like and so as it evolved where women were part of the workforce and could be independent we needed men less so as basically women were liberated divorce rates rose because they're like i don't fucking I thought I loved this guy and I thought he'd be a good provider, but actually I don't really like him and now I don't have to stay with him. Well, and yeah, you were able to leave men like, oh, like this guy hits me. I can leave him. Not like this guy hits me. And because that didn't used to be grounds for divorce. Um, You couldn't claim that physical abuse was grounds for divorce, which is bananas. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, basically women got liberated and we realized like, oh yeah, if a dude fucking sucks, you can leave him. And so it was this whole thing where divorce is on the rise and like, uh, oh, we're so worried about the decline of the nuclear family, which now. I mean, maybe it just needed a cleansing. Cause like, think about how many people got divorced 
due to circumstance. Yeah. Like my parents were pretty much forced into marriage because my mom got pregnant. Yeah. And they weren't ready for it. But my grandma was like, you need to you need to get married. You can't be a woman. You know, you can't be a single woman with a baby. Yeah. Just, how is that going to look? And, you know, I think maybe they would have worked it out if they could have done it like on their own terms. Yeah, absolutely. But at that time, it just wasn't like okay to just be running around with a pregnant belly yeah no baby daddy yeah so you had to get married and then you maybe rushed into it like if women are in control of their own fertility then they have to marry anybody that gets them pregnant and it's just the whole thing it is and now we have like the pill and like we just have control over our destinies but they say that divorce is on the decline and now it's not one half of marriages end in divorce it's only a third oh and the reason um, it's on the decline, and it's on the decline especially amongst amongst educated people who tend to marry later in life. Yeah. So the later you get married, the more likely you are to stay together. And it's because you've had other relationships, you've had experience, so you know you're making more of an educated decision on what you're getting into. Yeah. Um. So, you know, yeah, man. good job. You waited to get married. Yeah, we were together for seven years before we got married, yeah. and that was in big part to my husband wanting to make sure that we were ready because he's, like, level-headed, uh-huh. whereas I was like, when will you marry me? And then when he proposed, I was like, oh, fuck, shit. shit just got real. <laughs> and I was like, we need, to, we need to wait a year or two before we get married. This is, oh, all of a sudden it's very real. And I started to have a freak out, but then I was like, you know what? We actually know each other. Yeah. And like, we got this. It's fine. Yeah. I've known girls who have been like, I'm just going to break up with him. This obviously isn't going anywhere. We've been together six months and he doesn't even want to move in together. Oh, no. We're like, we've been together a year and he doesn't want to get married. Oh, that's and- too soon. I'm all for like, take your time. Get to know one another. Get to know yourself with this person. Because yeah. it's like, you're committing, I mean... If you're thinking traditional marriage, you're committing your life to this person. And that's no easy feat. And marriage is not easy at all. Like, it's a lot of work to, like, be around the same person 24 hours a day and be like, I still like you. Yeah. I'm not going to let all of our negativities get to one another, you know, and to know how to communicate and Mm -hmm. fight with each other. And it's just it's. It's teamwork. Well, according to psychology to get today, um, causes of divorce are less so the obvious ones, infidelity, money, traumatic event. Those are often not the cause. Again, this is according to psychology today. And they say it's more of an emotional cause, um, emotional distance or unmet, often unrealistic expectations um, or separate visions of life. And I like that because I've known people who the girl's like, you're holding me back. I would have got, I would have been traveling the world as a famous, you know, National Geographic photographer if it weren't for you. And it's just like, and the guy's like, I don't, I didn't remember holding you back from your dreams. Like that probably wouldn't have happened anyways. Yeah. And so you had unrealistic expectations. Like you thought that if we got married, we were going to live in a mansion and eat strawberries off each other's nuts all the time. And like, that's not, you know, um, and then separate visions of life, which, cause my thing is sexual chemistry is finite. Like 
for the most part, you know, we're engineered to find each other sexually attractive for seven years so we can get our offspring, you know, out the fucking door so they don't die in the wild. And I think of relationships as a business partnership and you need to have the same visions of life. So like you can't, if you want to live in a tiny apartment, so all your money goes towards travel, you should not marry someone who is a homebody and wants to build a big, beautiful house to host gatherings and stuff. Yeah. Because those are separate visions of life. And it doesn't matter how much you love and care for somebody. If you want to have a million kids, like all you see in your life is a house full of kids. And this person wants to be able to, you know, go up to a cabin in the woods every weekend, like on a moment's notice or whatever. That's not a good, a shared life vision. And so, yeah, that, I mean, it makes sense that that would be a cause of divorce is different lifestyle. Yeah, that and I feel like a lot of times like what I see is like people, you know, they start off and they know each other in one way, but then as they're together for years and years, one of them maybe like grows and changes into a different type of person and one person doesn't. Mm -hmm. And they're like, why did you change? I picked you because I liked you because this is how you were when I met you. And like, I don't like you now because you changed and you're different. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you're not willing to let me evolve and you're not willing to evolve, we're not going to be able to stay together because I can't be like, and some people do stay the same forever and they like it that way. But But not everyone. But like, I think that's a big cause in separation is like when one person's like, I'm growing, I'm doing new things. I want to do this. And you're like still stuck being the same person. I think we've talked about that a lot on other episodes, how like you have a relationship where you and your husband encourage each other. Like when you have aspirations to do certain things, you cheer each other on versus most couples I know, they see their partner growing as a threat to the fidelity of their union. And it's like you need to love and care and trust the person you're with enough to be like, if this is what you want, you go do it. Like if you want to be a flight attendant and that means you're going to spend six weeks in another state training, that's fine. I can go six weeks without you because it's important to you. Or like you got into, you know, some sort of educational program that's going to take you in another state and we're only going to see each other like once a week for a year. Like that's also fine because like you need to be with someone you love and trust enough that you're more invested in their happiness than your need to be around them. Yeah. And it's, I think it's important to be independent in a relationship. It's really important to be comfortable with yourself. Yes. Like RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to mm-hmm. love somebody else? And I like kind of live by those words. Cause I think that's like, the most important thing you can do is have a good relationship with yourself. Yes. And that can only improve the relationships you have with other people, really. Um, I mean, I definitely feel like before I ever get in a relationship again, I'll have to have you talk to them and explain the person that <laughs> just because I don't like feeling needed. And yeah. it's one of the reasons why I don't want children. And I kind of shy away from positions of power or authority in the workplace because having been there, I don't like being needed. I want to, I want to be wanted by someone. Mm-hmm. I want them to want me, but I don't want them to need me. Yeah. And sort of that 
being like, but why are you, you're, I really want to see you and I miss you. And maybe I wouldn't drink so much if you were here to hang out with me (laughs) because I like, I mean, I've had that conversation with partners where I loved them and I was like, yeah, it just like really bumps me out that like every time I meet up with you, you're drunk because you've been hanging out at the bar. Um, and like you always say you want to do these projects, but you don't do them and you're just at the bar instead. And their response was, well, I'm at the bar because I'm lonely and I miss you and I wish you were there to do the projects with me, but you aren't because you're busy doing X, Y, or Z. So I go to the bar to see my friends. Oh, man. And it just was like. You need to love yourself. Yeah. And it was like, they're like, well, you know, I'll go to the bars last like, but I need to see you more. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I see you two or three times a week. And that feels like a lot to me. If like we have one whole day together and I arranged my work schedule to have one whole day together off and our schedules are in sync. And then two other days I come over after work and sleep next to you. Like, that feels like a lot to me and to you it's not enough and you're saying that it's making you feel sad and lonely because you need me more and I don't I feel like I need you to fill up that hole in your life with more of you yeah because I don't I don't particularly need anyone I mean I I enjoy monogamous sex like I love monogamous sex but I don't really need a partner in life because I'm very busy and independent and I've yeah. filled up my life with my own thing and I hate I just hate when people are like but I need you I, when are you getting home I'm hungry and I can't go get food on my own like you're a fucking child <laughs> you're a fucking child yeah. or like I just like I've known men who are like yeah I mean it's just like I would do those things that I want to do if I had like a chick or something to do them with but not on my own. And That's I'm like, so weird. Just do what you want to do. Just do what you want to yeah. do. I know. I get super bummed out when I have friends who break up with people or, you know, just anyone I know who ends a relationship. And they're just like, they immediately want to get into another relationship. And I know this is like, maybe I shouldn't even say that because I did the same thing. But I wasn't really looking for Deacon. You weren't that looking. No, that happened. I was just ready to party. I mean, I was fucking partying, actually. Yeah, you were. I walked into a bar, walked up to the first guy I saw, and kissed the fuck out of him Yeah. One night. I didn't know that person. But you know what? He kept calling me. <laughs> I had to say, no, thank you. But anyways, I just get bummed out when people end relationships, and then they're like, of course, it's normal to be sad and whatever, but they just immediately want, like that next person to fill that space. Yeah. Cause I just think like what better opportunity did you just get to get to know yourself better? Absolutely. And when you are happier, like with yourself and just taking that time, like I find that's when love always comes your way because you aren't thirsty. Yeah. And people can tell when you're thirsty and that's when you attract the wrong partners. Honestly, that's when like toxic people leech onto you. So I don't know. My advice to anyone who's like any relationship is just like 
take a journey within before you go out to get that next fish. Yeah, and learn who you are and what you want to do without negotiating the terms of your daily life with another human being. Because I think people like seriously don't know how to go out on their own. Like they don't, they want to eat at a restaurant, but they need someone who wants to try out that new restaurant with them. They want to see a movie, but they need someone to go see the movie. And I I just love going to movies by myself. Yeah, I don't, I go out to eat alone. I go to movies alone. I travel alone because like, and it makes me feel so decadent. Um, I love having a day where I just go get like a pedicure. Today, I watched two movies and gave myself a mani-pedi and just mm. like hung out. And it feel like it doesn't take a lot for me to feel like fucking lifestyles of the rich yeah. and shameless. Um, <laughs> it feels good, though, to pamper, like just have a pampering day. Yeah. And just the idea of being like the day is my oyster and no one knows what I'm doing right now and no one has any say in it. Yeah. And like, I just, I can't understand when people are like, oh, I need a, I need someone to go do these things with. Because once you get comfortable doing things alone, you learn what you actually like to and want to do. And you aren't letting someone set the tone. Yeah. Um, and you know, then hopefully by the time you find someone, you'll know who you are enough that they're, they're getting the product. It's not like you don't know who you are, so you get in a relationship, and then as you discover yourself, you are a different person. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So true. And I will say my last note on this is that I have had friends tell me, like, well, it's easy for you to say that because you're in a relationship and you've been in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I dated my ex-boyfriend on and off for three years, and then I did meet Deacon, like, a month or two after that relationship ended. Uh-huh. But I did a lot of soul searching while I was with Deacon. And I spent a lot of time on my own. Yeah. Still. So I just I just want to reiterate, I think it's really important to, you know, look within. Well, yeah. And it's because you have a relationship that has allowed you to develop yourself within That's it. True. It hasn't been yeah. stifling. Um, so also you're friends with me and I'm reporting back to you from the front lines of singledom. I love it. Woo, 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 woo. Juggalos for life. Juggalos for life. <laughs> so I did say that that psychology today, our article said that, um, most reasons for divorce were emotional reasons, but Wikipedia says that that is not true. Oh, it says that 27% of divorces are caused by adultery. 17% domestic violence. Yeah. 13% midlife crisis, 6% addiction, and 6% workaholism. The other 31%, we don't know. We just don't Wikipedia know. Wikipedia don't know how to do math. Um, no. Well, they just no, didn't say. No, other? Yeah. It, no, it just it didn't say anything, oh. but I did the math, and I was like, that's <laughs> only 69%, <laughs> which is a sexy percent. That's right. Oh, <laughs> do you think that's why they did it? They're like, ooh, 69, 69. It was like a little hidden <laughs> Easter egg. Oh, my gosh. 69% um, of the time, all the time. <laughs> um, and I just also, I just want to say, if you are in a like shitty marriage or relationship, like don't be afraid to leave. Because yeah. I know once you get into a relationship, it's really hard to get out because it's so comfortable. Even when and it's, it's scary, it's comfortable. It's more scary to start to like imagine starting fresh by yourself than uh-huh. it is to stay in a toxic relationship. Yeah. I speak from experience. Yeah. Oh, I sp- and yeah. I just want to say like, don't be scared. Because believe me, if you're in a shitty 
situation, you're only going to go up. Like, yeah. it might be hard at first, but I guarantee you in, like, three months, you're going to feel like, why didn't I do yeah. this sooner? Fear the unknown is some powerful shit. It really is, but you got to fucking battle it, man. And I think I told you how, like, I was with someone from age 21 to um, 26, almost. 21, 22 to 26. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, I can't start over at my age. Yeah. I, like, I'm too old to date. <laughs> like, I seriously was like, I just am too old. Oh, I'm no. too old to start over. I don't even know how to it's date so anymore. I know. But, like, and people will feel that way. Like, I can't start over at 37. Yeah. I can't start over at 48. Like, it doesn't matter your age. You can start over. Yeah. It's fucking fine. It's, well, like... What? That fear is just so stupid. Like it once is. you get once you get out of the relationship, you're like, I was an idiot. Yeah. What am I gonna do? It's like, oh yeah, not have someone fucking spend all your money or someone who hits you or whatever is going on in your life. Like, what am I gonna do if I leave them? Um, whatever the fuck you want to because you're single. Oh, party. Yeah, for me, I was like really afraid. To, the thing that was holding me back was I really liked all of our friends, which mm. were initially his friends. And I knew that breaking up meant I would not talk to them anymore. And yeah. I really didn't want that to happen. But then at the end of the day, it was like, I'm either going to like do this or just kill myself. So so I you should. might as well do that. And then I, I guess what? I have new friends now that yeah. are great. So and like the thing is, like friends are actually not forever. Yeah, that too. And okay. and like when you look at it, you're like, actually, some of those friends probably weren't very good for me anyways. Yeah, because they were friends with that piece of shit. So and like, who cares? I have a friend who he bought a house in a certain neighborhood of town. And he didn't really want to live on that side of town, but all of his friends lived out there. Yeah. So he bought a house out there. And guess what? Six years later, half of them have moved away. The other half, like, have kids and a different lifestyle. And he's like, and now I fucking live out here for, like, no reason. <laughs> I don't talk to anyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could have bought a house wherever the fuck I wanted to because they're, they're friends. They're not, like... They're not your husband or wife. Yeah. And it's, so it's way easier to get rid of friends than it is to get divorced. Yeah. If you stayed in that fucking shitty relationship, guess what? By now, half those friends would have moved out of state or you would have had a falling out with or you would have drifted apart. So it like yeah. it does not matter. And you should only make decisions predicated on yourself because everything in life is impermanent. And the only thing that you have for the rest of your life is you. Hey. And I know that's kind of an extreme thing to say. It's not. You know why? Wherever you go, there you there are. There you are. Yeah, you are the only guaranteed yeah. forever relationship in your life. And so you need to prioritize it because everyone else can and will leave you. So true. I mean, except for you and Mishu. We're forever. Forever, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill you before I let you go. That's fine. I don't really care about being alive. Um, uh, I'm just kidding. Everyone should listen to Between the Weeks because my life might be getting really good. Yeah. Um, Check it out. Yeah. Okay. So outside uh -huh. of um, divorce, before that was like easy to do, people would get annulments. And the main reason to be able to annul a marriage, we're talking like in our period peace movie times, yes. uh, was inability to consummate. 
Oh. Like, you know, you might marry an opera singer and find out he was a castrato or um, he had a fucked up dick. Because uh-huh. in this one case, this lady wanted an annulment and she claimed they never consummated the marriage. And they were like, why? And the midwives came and were like, oh, fuck, her hymen still is intact. What's up with her or him? And so they went and looked at him and it turned out he'd been kicked in the uh, genitals by a horse and he had, quote, a testicle the size of a bean. Aww. He only had one testicle and it was the size of a bean. Oh, how sad. So she was able to get her annulment. Oh, good for um, her. But yeah, so um, they could be impotent or have a fucked up dick or yeah. be uh, castrated or they could be previously married. So some women, like if they were married to a guy and he turned out to be a real shitbag, she'd be like, God, I hope he was actually married before. And they can do some sleuthing and find out he's got a wife the next county over. Oh, right. Because bigamy was always... Good reason. Guys would just go to different towns and be like, "I love you, girl. I'm going to marry you." Yeah. And then, oh, uh, I forgot to mention I'm already married. Yeah. Um. And or if they were underage when they were married, that uh. could be annulled. Um. But violence, spousal violence, was not a reason. So yeah. Fuck you, fucking world. It's oh. better now. Um. And uh. Yeah, that's it. Okay. That's it. Well, I also want to say, I just also hope that if there are any married people out there listening, don't give in too easily either. Because I feel like some people are very cavalier about marriage and they're like, you know, I got married, but like, yeah, it's not working out. They're kind of a, they're boring. Yes. Or, you know, like if someone cheats on you, like don't just, my opinion, like don't just run to the divorce court. Like, First, see why, at least. Did yeah, it happen just once? Was it because, like, there's something lacking in your relationship? Or are they just a piece of shit and you should leave them? Like, I just I just want everyone out there to, like, try your hardest for love. Well, that is interesting because um, it's weird how um, infidelity, it's like a guy cheats on you once and you're supposed to immediately divorce him. And we've been through this with Beyonce and Lemonade. Right. We've been through this with Stephen Miranda on Sex and the City. Yeah. Is that like there is often a reason. It's so weird how like you could do anything and people would be like, it's fine. Like he gambled away all my money or, you know, she uh, has a secret shopping addiction or she gets drunk and drives her kids to school and you're, it's okay to work that out. But if someone cheats, you're supposed to immediately get divorced. And I think that that's kind of ridiculous because if you're married long enough, like temptation um, does present itself. So um, also the, on the line of like being cavalier um, about marriage is that couples in general, so I don't want you to take this personally. No, no. Uh, couples who have cohabitated before marriage are more likely to get divorced. Oh. And it's called the cohabitation effect. And they say basically if you have um, like a belief system or morals that allow you to live together before marriage, you're more likely to have a belief system that is accepting of divorce. Okay. And so it's not that anything about living together makes you more likely to have conflict and want a divorce. It's just that you're probably less like religious or whatever. You're because, more open to getting divorced. Yeah. Like yeah. you're like, oh, we can it's live together before marriage. Taboo. Yeah. Um, it's less of a taboo. Yeah. So I more so just think that there's a lot of people out there who get married like 
really quickly. Yes. Especially when they like haven't been living together. They, you know, it's just like, oh, we've been dating for six months and we decided to get married. Or like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, we, you know, we got married the first year. And it's yeah. like, I, I honestly think that Deacon and I would not ha- be married still if we would have gotten married that soon. Like, got to work some shit out yeah to get to know one another um yeah i i know two girls who they married their high school sweethearts but both of them dated the same guy through high school but then they went to different colleges and graduated different colleges were back home for a year or two and then got married Uh and they have really great marriages and it's because like they didn't just get married right out of high school like they had that time to go and become adults, basically. Right. And eventually they came back together. But yeah, they weren't like, I'm going to marry the first person I ever dated. Like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to be single. I'm going to get wasted at college parties. Like, I'm going to do these things. And then you can, you're more educated. You know yourself more. And it goes right. back to the older you are when you get married, the more likely you are to stay together. Yeah. So. Like, more power to you if you do get married quickly and stay together. Great. I love love. Yeah. But it just worries me. Yes. I'm like, guys, that's a big risk. Yes. Because it's hard. Like, relationships are a lot of work. It's not all fucking fairy tales. No. You know? And also, like, I was really upset with my mother for having an affair when I was a child. But now as an adult, I look back at the situation and I'm like, you know what? It's not black and white. It's, like, really complicated. And I totally see where you're coming from now. Yeah. Especially as a woman. And... Just being in similar relationships, it's like, girl, I feel you. I feel you. you I would do have cheated you, too. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm not mad at you. No. How could so, you be mad at Belinda? I don't know. She's amazing. I kind of She love gave her. me this fucking fountain pen that's just everything. She's She had one. I tried it. I was like, damn, that's nice. She's like, oh, do you like it? Here, you can have this one. What? She had another one. She's, she's amazing. Yeah. Moms. Moms, am I right? So do you want to talk about some famous divorces? Fuck yes. Well, everyone remembers Brad and Jen. Yeah. Remember he went on Friends? He did a cameo on Friends. Brad Pitt. I don't. Jennifer Aniston. He went, he was like on an episode. Oh. And everyone's like, oh, he's such a good husband. Oh my God. He like went on her show. He's a movie star. They were great when they were married together because they liked to hang out naked and smoke weed and they were always like paparazzi, like just being yeah. naked by their hippies. Pool. I loved it. Man. And then he broke my heart with that heartlet Angelina. I don't want to brag or anything, but I had an inside scoop on that because oh, did? Um, before they announced their divorce, my. Uh, it's weird word that I'm going to say. My fiance yes. at the time, he worked for a wine distributor. And one of the resorts they brought wine to was like, yeah, Brad and Angelina stayed here. And we saw them on the like security cameras, like making out in the elevator. Um, and so I knew inside scoop. That broke my heart. Yeah. I have to say, I don't know why, but I am the type of person like I get very invested in celebrity relationships. Like, it was only recently with, like, Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt. Oh, and that broke me. And I was like, I can't, I just can't be this invested in these people. Like, they're just people. I need to, I need to realize that. Yes. And be realistic. And then what really just ended it for me was Shanning Tatum and Jenna Dewan. Because last, what was that movie? Step Up? Uh Uh-huh. 
I probably watched that movie like over a hundred times growing up. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Like, every time I was just bored as a young adult, anytime it's hungover, like I love dance movies. That one was the best. And then just to know that they went on to live that love in real life uh-huh. and they have a child and they got divorced and that really, I just had, you know, I came home and I was like, Deacon, every time I see a celebrity couple I love get divorced, it just, it just really makes me question marriage. Yeah. And he's like, they're fucking actors, dude. Like they're not living normal lives. They can't have this. You know why they get to be millionaires and famous and have every nice thing in the world because they don't get love. Yeah. So, and that is that is fair because the ones where they're both stars never last. I, I feel like with Angelina Jolie, um, Angelina Jolie falls into the category, same category as I'm sorry to say this, Pamela Anderson, no. which they're women who don't have a lot of female friends, yeah, and they shark men and yeah. they tend to go really intense and deep in their relationship with men, and then it fizzles, yes, because. Angelina Jolie, no female friends, super intense, kind of poached Brad away. And she's like in just insane and intense. And um, the same thing happened. So Bobby Brown, the model, video vixen Bobby Brown uh-huh. in her book, which is very good. She talks about how when she was dating Tommy Lee, Pamela Anderson came to a party and just zeroed in on him and just went straight to him and like never wanted to hang out with any of the other girls or do girl stuff. She just was like, just Tommy. Yeah. And like, I just am like, those women, those are poachers. Not yeah. like, you know, the men can't just be like, hey, stay away from me. Like, they're complicit in it as well. Of course but, they like, are. Yeah. The, those but it takes are. two. Yeah. They're, um, it's like in Gone with the Wind when Mammy tells uh, Scarlet that she's a, she's like, you're a spider. And Scarlet's like, there's always tomorrow. She's she, she's know. like I would, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to become rich because I don't want to be hungry again. Yeah, but she's a spider. She's like, do you know what it's like to eat a can of beans? And mommy's mammy's like, no, because you won't feed me, you bitch, you fucking bitch. I don't know. I've I have not seen that movie in many a year. Um, it's real good. Do you remember this divorce? Which one? Denise Richards and Charlie Sheen. I do. Ugly. Ugly divorce. Ugly divorce. He's a fucking mess. He is. He's a piece of work. You know what? God, poor guy. Yeah, I know. It's like a Jennifer Garner, Ben Affleck situation where it's like a sweet, pretty level-headed yes. lady and she has a thing for the bad boys. Yes. I feel ya. I feel you, girl. I know how attractive that sort of dynamic man can be. But when you're trying to raise kids, you know what doesn't work out is living with a fucking lunatic. You know, I think that the thing is, I feel like a lot of women think they're attracted to the bad boy and they think that when the time is right, I'll just fix them. Yes. I'll change them. They'll settle down. They'll settle down. I just need to let them be wild and I can reel it in. You know, he he said in five years he would quit. Yeah. And it's like, no, they're not going to change. It's like when guys Charlie are attracted Sheen. to me because they think I'm a bad girl. And then it You're turns all, I'm out. not. I, and then they're real disappointed because they're like, <laughs> I want a bitch who's getting in bar fights and I got to defend her. And instead I'm like, oh, let's go buy a new puzzle. <laughs> you want to go to Target and get a puzzle? I read this book about brains the other night. <laughs> Can I tell you about brains? 
Hey, yeah, you ever see one of these? And it's just me holding up a dog. Because that's. I would lo- love that. That's like a lot of what I do, uh, which is like, hey, 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 you ever see one of these? And they're like, yeah, that's Frank. I know Frank. And I'm like, but what about now? You see one of these? Well, look at this. Look at this dog. You ever see a good dog? And they're like, it's still the same dog. So, yeah. anyways, yes. very disappointing when you think you're getting a wild child. Do you remember, speaking of Wild Child, Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold? Oh, man. And he was on the show and he was dating Nancy on the show. Yeah. It was all confusing. Oh, man. It was all over the place. And he's, you know, she remember when she went to his roast or did he go to her roast? He went to her roast. Okay. He like made an appearance, I think, and did some jokes. There's just always so much tension. Yeah. And now... He's always calling her out on Twitter. He's like, her show deserves to be canceled. She's spreading lies. She's, you know, helping with the fat, fake facts and whatever the fuck is going on in that garbage world out there. Yeah. Oh, how about this one? This one broke my heart. Sandra Bullock and Jesse James. He's a fucking piece of work. That guy needs some help. That is someone who needs to go love himself. That guy like sucks. And then he got together with Kat Von D. Yes. And I thought maybe that's a good match. He did the same thing. Yeah. And but like and it turns out I think Kat Von D might be a really good person. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Like at the time they got together, I was like, I don't know. They're both probably like racist pieces of shit because he collects like Nazi memorabilia and is like kind of racist. And I was like, maybe they deserve each other. But she actually, I think, might be a good person. I just don't. I mean, I don't even know what Sandy saw in him in the first place. No, she probably thought because she's kind of country <sighs> and she probably was like, he's working class. Like, yeah, he's got that like, I'm just a good old blue collar boy. Yeah. I, I like working on my motorcycles. I'm a family man. And like, he's not. God damn it. They adopted that baby. I think she adopted it on her own. Well, thank God. Yeah. Oh, that was heartbreaking. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. I I cried. Did I? No, I don't. Speaking of, Laura Dern, I don't know if she was married to Billy Bob Thornton or not, but she and Billy Bob Thornton were together when Angelina Jolie got together with Billy Bob Thornton. So talk about poaching. Damn it, Angelina. We know how much I love Laura Dern. We love Laura Dern. She's into transcendental meditation. She's friends with David Lynch, and we look alike. Yeah. Like, I don't... She's a goddess. Exactly. And everyone knows how much we don't like Angelina Jolie, too. I like... But I, like, don't hate her because I used to watch that movie Gia and oh, Masturbate I when I was younger. Gia. That Oh, if you haven't seen Gia, goddamn, that's good. It is a good movie. I'm just saying, she's... She needs to work some shit out. Yeah, there was that movie called Life or Something Like It where she's a news reporter. I love that movie. And she's blonde in it. And then she's like, I actually was like a punk in high school. Yeah. Oh my God. So, like, it's hard to hate her, but she just can't just find a single guy. It's that classic dilemma of like, do you love the artist's work even though the artist is a piece of shit? And I do. So. I take it case by case. Yeah. And, you know, I la- I will watch her movies. I'll probably go see Maleficent too. But yeah, God right. damn you in your life. I mean, listen, Tom Cruise is cuckoo bananas oh, and I he's a watch any fucking movies. asshole. But he is such a good actor. No, no Tom Cruise movies in my house. Okay. <clears throat> but Top Gun? 
No, that's right. Nope. Hanging with the boys. I don't know. There's a song and there's all these dudes playing volleyball in uh-huh. denim. And you're like, that looks hot. I've never thought he was attractive. And I've never thought he was like, he's just like, whatever. I've never found him attractive, but he has a certain something on screen. Yeah. Like he is great just on screen. He's him a piece of shit in real and life. And Katie Holmes. Like, I was God like, I can't it. with you, dude. Like, you're fucking insane. And then the whole Scientology thing, I'm just like, you're supporting a cult, bro. Yeah, no, he's, like, the worst because he, like, hits people and, like, he's physically abusive to staff and he's ruined that whole religion. Not that the religion was great to begin with, but he's now, like, in charge of it and as someone who reads every book by anyone who's ever left Scientology. Fuck Tom Cruise. But talk about divorce. Him and Katie Holmes, how she couldn't publicly date someone until five years after they broke up. And we all knew that she's been with Jamie Foxx this whole time. Yes. But she couldn't talk about it. And I remember there was someone who was interviewed and they said something about Katie Holmes. Uh, No, the interviewer said something about like, where's Jamie right now? And like, why don't you get with Jamie? Like Jamie Foxx is hot because they'd work together. And she goes, we all know he's happy with Katie. And then she stops and she goes, or something, rumors. Oh, like, no. oh and then she apologized on Twitter. She's yeah. like, I was just joking. I was just joking, totally. But then, like, five years and one day after the divorce, they were able to go public. And I'm just happy for her and him. Did they go public? Yeah, they're public now. Oh. Yeah. Great couple. Happy for them. Poor no one Katie. would have seen it coming because she seems so white bread because yeah. Dawson's Creek. Right. Um, But she's a great lady. She's really smart. Is she? Yeah. And she's raising Suri to be just the classiest little lady. That's, I hope they're just great. Me too. Um, Let's see. Oh, you know which one I was reading about? I was like, what? Liza Minnelli and David Guest? Oh, yeah. He was gay. We talked about that yeah. on May, December. When old ladies marry younger guys, they're gay. But what I didn't know about them in their divorce is that they sued each other. He sued her and said that she would beat him when she got drunk to the point where he was hospitalized for five days. I believe that. (laughs) So Liza likes to drink. I could totally see Liza Minnelli being wasted like, I hate you, David. I never told anyone you were gay. And look what you did to me. You took my youth and my money. You You think I'm proud to be married to a homosexual, David? I love the gays, but I don't want to sleep next to one every night of my life. Why is your face so weird? You look like a marionette doll. Because he's weird looking. Meanwhile, look at her, though. Um, Liza Minnelli is a fucking goddess. Someone told me that I look like a young Liza Minnelli, and I I got very upset. Because you have similar eyebrows to when she was in Cabaret? Uh, That, and I think my big eyes... I can kind of see you as a brown Liza Minnelli That's what they said. circa cabaret. They said, you brown Liza Minnelli. <laughs> and I said, that racist. No, it's not. I want to know who um, I'm the white version of. What? Laura like, Dern? No, no, no. Oh, but like if you're cabaret? a brown, No, if you're a brown version of a white person. Oh, I see. Is there a person of color that I'm the white version I'll of? I'll keep an eye out. I think I'm just too white to be a version of anybody. <laughs> Probably. I'm like the human version of a box of mashed potatoes. Oh my God. Okay, well, David Guest sued her. Uh-huh. And then she sued him saying that he stole like $2 million oh, from her. believe that. I know. I believe they're both cuckoo bananas yeah. in that relationship. Remember Kathy Griffin's husband gambled all her money oh, away? Yes. Tens of thousands of dollars. Ooh. 
That's rough, dude. And he's like, I'll work on it. I'll try to stop. Yeah. Gambling addiction's bad, though. I don't oh, think there's man. any way out of that. No, it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's rough, especially. Oh, man, we'll have to do an episode. I don't know if I can. It just is so dark. Okay. Well, we'll just, in our hearts, we know how dark it is. Yeah, it's just dark. And there's plenty of podcasts that go in. I think it's like Radiolab has one about the oh, brains okay. of oh, yes, I addictive saw- gamblers. It's just sad how the casinos do nothing to try and like... No, they prey on them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's sad. Anyways, you know what else is sad? Huh. Tiger Woods. Oh, and El Norgren. Ellen Nor- Nordgren. Yes. Yes. Swedish. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful white lady. I heard she beat the shit out of him when the scandal broke. She should. And I hope she did. There is nothing worse than being with a partner and thinking you're in a monogamous relationship and having unprotected sex with them yeah and then finding out that they are fucking everyone yeah because it makes your body feel so violated like having been there and being like i'm in a loving trusting monogamous relationship and he is coming all up in me and then finding out that he's sleeping with other people and you're just like you don't know was he wearing condoms was he yeah. not wearing condoms like probably not because no one fucking wears condoms anymore because they don't love themselves and it just feels so physically violating and it's yeah. like it's very important to me to have honesty in a relationship because this is my health and my life and like if you want to fuck other people you need to come to me and say i want to fuck other people so i can make the decision Am I going to keep fucking you? And we can have a conversation. Are you using condoms? Are we now going to use condoms? Am I going to get a divorce? Like, let's yeah. have all this conversation up front. Do not fucking have sex with other people and not tell me and then have sex with me because it is like the anxiety and violation that yeah. that feels like. I mean, honestly, it feels it's like a very it's a level very similar to like being raped. Where you were just like, I actually did not have full knowledge or consent to what happened to my body. Yeah. So, I fuck know. you, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Remember earlier when I said, like, if infidelity happens, evaluate? Yes. Like, this is a fuck you situation. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out. Yeah, because he's a sex addict and he fucked, like, everyone. Yeah. Um. There's, yeah. There's just yeah, no whatever. coming back from that. No. Unless you're like, we will stay married on paper and we will live in separate houses with all your fucking money. Yeah. I'll do that. And I will have sex with the pool boy and it'll be good because he's not you. He's not Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. I like that. I think she ended up like dating a billionaire or something. Good for her. Yeah. Like a businessman. Good for you. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, here's a weird one. Do you remember this? Linda and Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. There's like so much scandal around that. Well, he was a drunk. Yes. And wasn't she like sleeping with their friend? She was sleeping with their friend. Wasn't he cheating too? He was cheating too. Oh, my gosh. It was just a lot of tan skin and blonde hair getting up on other people. I dressed up as Hulk Hogan for Halloween one year and it was really good. I'll have to find pictures. I was like. I'm proud of this. Yeah, you need to put pictures on the Instagram of that. Yeah. We'll see if I can find them. Um, oh, remember this one? Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher. Oh, I do. I do remember that one. Cheated on her. But I hear she's like, she's a lot. Well, she's intense. This Any woman who after 40 and after children has a flat stomach, there is a level of intensity to her that is not to be trusted. <laughs> 
So let's all look at Demi Moore and she looks amazing. Yeah. But the sort of intensity and focus required to have a flat stomach when you're 50 and you've had children. Yeah. That's not going to be a fun time to be around. No. Don't think you can go out for fucking tacos and beers with Demi Moore. That's not going to happen. Well, and she's always in the blind items for like doing coke and oh, weird yeah, ass drugs, you know, yeah. what, spice. She's doing that spice. Oh. All those bath salts. By the way, uh, teaser, next episode, designer drugs. Oh, that's right. So, yay. We'll talk about Demi Moore more. <laughs> Can't get enough of Demi uh, Moore. Tune in next week when we cover designer drugs. Yeah, she's like kind of the poster child. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if bath salts made you look that good, everyone should do bath salts, but that's not true. Telling you. No, it's Don't, like, yeah. probably all the yoga and Pilates. It's she yoga, does. Pilates. She's had a knee lift. She's had everything lifted. Oh, I'm sure. She's had a fucking knee lift. If you look lift. at her in the 80s and then look at pictures of her now, she like somehow looks younger and tighter now uh-huh. like she had like baby fat and like just looked like a normal human being well in and her she, earlier career i mean talk about laser focus on wanting to be a hollywood starlet she had like weird ears and crooked teeth and a lazy eye like she had a lot of work done before she was even 18 because she wanted oh. to be a star oh really and so yeah this is someone who nothing matters to her other than like like that is star quality first and foremost maybe we should do a demi Moore episode yeah we probably should we'll put that on the list but we gotta do keanu reeves first oh my god i love keanu oh i know you do god i was Uh, when i was in new mexico and steeped in womanhood you know what we ended up watching (laughs) what um constantine i hear that's a good movie i saw it in theaters but i don't remember tilda swinton is in it I need to watch it. I just feel like she's just anything with her is like great. When I was sexting with that one guy, one of the nights, he asked me what I was up to. And I said I was recording the show. And I said, what are you doing? He said he's watching Constantine. And then when I found out he had a girlfriend and her and I talked on the phone, she said, you know, when he texted you that he was watching Constantine, I was laying in bed next to him. We were watching Constantine together. And so, like, just thinking about Constantine is real (laughs) triggering to me. It's just very triggering to me to think about Constantine that I went to go see with my fucking alcoholic, abusive boyfriend. And then um whatever it doesn't matter i'm gonna fucking watch constantine because i really don't give a shit about you know what it will help you overcome this trigger it's i'm not triggered at all i know (laughs) i was going along i'm not triggered (laughs) fuck dude i'm not triggered nothing triggers me i'm cool calm and collected i mean here's the thing like yes things upset me but i'm not gonna avoid like life well did i tell i can't believe i didn't fucking tell you this in the episode on of divorce so, Sydney DeLorean, theme park obsessive. Yes. I hadn't been to a theme park since I was four uh-huh. because when my parents got divorced, my mom didn't tell me they were getting divorced. She, We were having a new house built. So, we lived in one house. We were having a new house built as a family. And then my mom took my brother and I and my aunt and my cousin, who was a little baby at the time, to Disney World for I feel like it might have been two weeks that we were gone and then when we came home all of our stuff had been moved into the new house except for dad wasn't there oh my god so that was my association with Disney 
was that we went we went to Disney for two weeks, and during that two weeks, my dad worked really hard moving the whole family into a new house. And then when we came home, I didn't have a dad. Oh my God, you're like every time I go to Disney, I'm gonna lose a family member. Yeah. And so oh like God, that's I just so sad. I just had never that was my only understanding of Disney parks. Yeah. And that's why I didn't go to one again until I was in my 30s. Man, your parents really robbed you of some stuff. Yeah. Had they not fucked me up like that, I would have done the Disney college program when they came to like because they come to your school and they're like, you should do the Disney college program. Oh, really? And it's a really cool program. It's a semester long internship where you work in the parks. And it's kind of nice oh, because yes. you're given um, the seniority of someone who's worked at the parks for three years. Like it bumps up your seniority and it looks really good on resumes. It's one of the best things you can have on a resume saying, oh, yeah, when I was in the coll- college, I did a semester at Disney because it shows that you have a certain level of professionalism and customer service that you won't get out of any other job. Uh-huh. But I was like, that's stupid. Parks are for babies yeah. who are, whose parents are getting divorced. And so I didn't do the Disney college program. A lot uh-huh. of my classmates did. But anyways, yeah. So, you know, I think I have a coworker whose niece did that. And then she ended up getting to be, um, what is that? The fair uh Tinkerbell. Oh wow. Yeah. That's exciting. It was. Yeah, yes. everyone I know who's done it is like they're like, it's the my favorite time of my life. It's like my best like my favorite thing that I've ever done. Wow. Yeah. But you know, whatever. You know what my favorite thing is? What? Um I think about when Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger got divorced. Oh, fuck. Is that shit real nasty? That was scandalous. Dude. I don't think I fully understood at the time because I was too young. Yeah. It was bad. Do you remember when he left that message on his daughter's voicemail? Yeah, she was an ungrateful little pig. Yeah, and he's <laughs> and then he had to go on Oprah and like apologize. I didn't. Uh, maybe it says a lot about me and how I was raised. I didn't think that voicemail was that bad. Oh my god! I like listened to it and I was like, he's just frustrated because she's not answering his calls and yeah. he's just angry and he's taking out his anger. Because she basically she was avoiding his calls and not going to their visitation. Yeah. And so that's when he called and was like, I'm just trying to have a relationship with you, you little pig. You fucking ungrateful little pig. And I was like, it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, I just think you shouldn't call your kids pigs. I mean, <laughs> yes. This is why, uh, as an adult, I continue to learn how bad my upbringing was. <laughs> because... I uh, I can I can't I could and I can listen to that and yeah. go that's not that bad yeah so I think my I think my parents weren't very nice to me is what I'm saying I mean I think I I mean I think there's a lot of people whose parents say real shitty things to them yeah. at one point or another like he's just angry okay all right we're back Yay. sorry we had a little hiccup and um we're back now. we're back now to talk more about um. Alec Baldwin and Alec, Kim Yeah. I think that I don't like him anyways. He looks mean. He does look mean. He has a mean bird-like appearance. I always thought, was Stephen Baldwin the one in Biodome? Uh, I think he was. And he was my favorite, but now he's some douchey pastor that's yeah. like weird. Alec Baldwin, to me, seems like the type of guy who drinks bourbon and gets mean. Yes. So I, I know someone who uh, she was married to a fella and they had a child together 
And um, she realized that he was kind of a mean person. And that's actually why she got divorced. Because she said, you know, he was a great dad and it was fine. It's just that he had a tendency to be mean. And I didn't want my daughter to grow up in a household with a mean person. Yeah. And I, I was that's really. totally awesome. She's one of those people who just is a beautiful soul. Just yeah. Just a beautiful I don't know, like a ray of sunshine that traipses into a room. Mm -hmm. And I just, I have so much respect for someone who's able to say, I loved him, but I didn't want my child to grow up in a household with someone mean because I was not raised in that fortunate of a circumstance. Mm -hmm. And I would say like, I, I think that it's better if you're like, I'm not going to get divorced because we have kids. Uh-huh. Like, I hate that excuse. I think, you know what? You're doing your kid way more damage being fucking assholes to each other and, like, fighting all the time and being miserable. They can feel your yeah. negative energy than just, like, let bygones be bygones and go your separate ways. Yeah, that's uh, that thing on psychology to get today that it was, like, it doesn't ultimately matter if you stay together or get divorced. It's the arguing. Right. So, like, whatever's going to solve the conflict. Yeah. Fucking do that shit. Because a peaceful home is important. Um, Update. It was Stephen Baldwin in Biodome. Oh. And I had a super crush on him at that time. He is, like, not an attractive Baldwin. He's it's my the, attractive Baldwin. No, I think it's Billy Baldwin is the hot one Ew. with the dark hair. No way. Whatever. Hold on. Tell me about more divorces <laughs> while I Google Billy Baldwin. Fighting over Baldwins. Maybe Let's we'll do see. an episode all about the Baldwins. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I have uh, Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Oh, that was a huge one because that that's unprecedented. That was rough. Billy Baldwin is the hot Baldwin. Ew, let me see. You're gross. Yeah, I know. Let me see. Let me Hold see. Hold on. I'm trying to find a picture of what he looks like. You're trying to find an attractive well, one. Well, a young one. But he's all red in this picture. Ew, I, I hate him. Okay, all the Baldwins are drunks. Like, let's just establish right? that. But, we should do an episode on the Baldwins. <laughs> and just like, because. Yeah, just because. The Baldwins and Demi Moore. <laughs> brunettes of the 80s I mean, and 90s on simone J. am sure alec and demi were in movies together weren't they were they both in st elmo's fire i think maybe there was a bald one in there yeah that was a good movie <laughs> <laughs> oh her and bruce willis that made me sad oh yeah i thought they were a good couple they he were a like, good couple he went on a talk show to promote her movie striptease and he did a striptease <gasps> Because that's what loving husbands do. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Bruce Willis. Um, And I have no idea what happened in their relationship or what either of them are like as human beings in real life. But Mm. I put all the blame on Demi Moore because my Bruce Willis could never do anything terrible ever. No, he, you know what he is? He's a good time. He's a good guy. He's going to barbecue and hang out with kids. Yeah. Yeah. He just wants to have fun and play his sax. Do you know he just loves jazz? Did you know that? Did you know? Fuck he has now, a, I that's a turning point. I now understand your love of Bruce Willis. Did you know he has a record called Return of Bruno? Yes, I do. Bruno's Return. I do know that. And when I first met Deacon, I don't know how we got on the subject, but I told him about how much I love Bruce Willis, and I was like, "Yeah, I got this record," and he was like, 
I have the same record. Shut up. And you didn't get married on your first date? I know. It was crazy. It was meant to be. Because that record is like, no one wants it. I bought it for, I actually tried to buy it. It was on sale at uh, Eastside's, a record store here in Phoenix or whatever. Uh-huh. It's closed now. But um, they were like, just take it. Really? Like, they didn't even want to sell it to me. They're like, are you serious? I was like, it's fine, Bruce Willis, dude. Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like just to fucking get this out garbage out of the store that's amazing yeah that is so. fucking amazing but now he's remarried and that's good but i think it was hard on their kids because like i think like two maybe all their daughters had eating disorders I yeah think scow is that? i mean i, I think having again a mom like there's no way that their mom she's intense oh yeah i 100 percent Having been raised by Deborah can understand what that household was like. Yeah. It probably was like, yeah, you're having fat-free cottage cheese on toast for breakfast, but instead of toast, here's a piece of bib lettuce. Oh, no. Like, I guarantee that was, like, how they fucking were raised. Well, I know. I I believe it's Rumor who has um, said in interviews that it was very hard having famous parents and especially such a beautiful mom. Yeah. When they're all kind of, like, they're beautiful, but But they're very unique looking. Yes. And... You know, I think that was very hard for them to have, like, such a defined chin and, like, nose. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely unique looking. I and they're like, beautiful, though. Yes, they are. Bruce Willis can create nothing but gold. Yes. In my eyes. The only way I'd get divorced is if Bruce Willis. But now he's too old. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even divorce Deacon now if Bruce Whoa. Willis came to me because he's too old now. I mean, I think that's a sign that you and Deacon are going to go the distance. I guess so, because, like, I would just want to have a baby with Bruce Willis, but he's given up his last sperms to his current wife. And if we had a baby, it'd probably have schizophrenia. That's true. So, damn it. Damn it. Too late. Too late. So sad. Ooh, do you remember this one? Paul McCarthy and Heather Mills. I do remember that. First of all, people were fucking terrible to her when they were married. I know. All the fucking one leg jokes. I was going to say the only, <laughs> the only thing I really remember about that is that she had one leg and everyone was very mean about it. They were so Wasn't mean about she it. Like, she was a model who lost a leg in an accident and kept modeling afterwards. Oh my God. I don't know why I thought she was like an escort. No, she was oh, a model. See, the media has twisted my perspective about this all Yeah, up. and I can't remember how she lost her leg, but okay. it, she lost in an accident. She kept modeling. She was one of those ones that got, like, the fancy designer wooden legs. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, people were terrible to her about it. But then when they got divorced, one of the reasons she cited was that he was cruel because he wouldn't let her keep a bedpan next to the bed to go to the bathroom in. Because she didn't, if she had to pee in the middle of the night, she didn't like to get up and go to the bathroom because she didn't have a leg and she wanted to pee in a bedpan. And he was like, don't pee in a bedpan, just go to the bathroom. And she said that was him being cruel. But also, Mm. girl, like, just go to the bathroom. Go to the fucking bathroom. You don't have to, like, I understand you don't have to put your whole leg on in the dark, but you can crawl to the bathroom. Or you can have a fucking crutch next to your bed and use a crutch under one arm. Yeah, like, I've. I had I've had foot surgery a lot where like I had to crawl on hands and knees and like yeah you just crawl on your fucking hands and knees to the bathroom and use the toilet it's not so hard that you need to have a fucking bedpan I don't think that makes him cruel by being like 
gross. Like, if you don't absolutely have to use a bedpan, why would why you? Why would you? Because it, it really sucks. Especially as a man, maybe you can lean off the edge of the bed and, like, pee in a Tupperware. But as a woman, you have to, like, get it and you have to, like, arch your get back. on it. Yeah, you have to do a bridge to get your fucking be- thing under and then pee in it. In fact, in Pilates, when we do bridges, they're all like, this is going to come in handy if you ever have to use a bedpan. <laughs> Because one of my the old housewives, yeah, one of my teachers was like in the hospital and she was like, yeah, when they had I had to use a bedpan, I was like, oh, I know how to do this. Oh, my God. Because it is really hard to get up on top of one. Yeah. Anyways, it's I think it's easier to crawl to the bathroom than it is yeah. to get a bedpan. On is you. that why everyone was like, she's a money hungry woman? Because I mean, did they have a kid together? I can't remember. I don't know either, but. I just I think know. that's I don't I agree. I don't necessarily think that's cruel. I think he's just like, you're gross and you're fully capable of going to the bathroom. Yeah, like don't be lazy. Yeah. You're gonna have plenty of time I, in your life yeah. to pee in a fucking bucket. So I still say, like, I could see not wanting to crawl, but like you could have a crutch. a crutch or a cane or something. Or even you're fucking rich. Why don't you have one of those one legged scooters that you just put a bent, you know, you yeah. just God. Yeah, you have There's options. Ways. You actually have all the money in the you world. You put a fucking wheelchair next to you and will your ass to the bathroom. Also, you're married. You don't have to sleep in the same bedroom. Most married couples don't because they're like, he snores. She sweats. Yeah. So, oh, man. I am a fucking sleep sweater. Damn. It's it's bad. It's real. The it's sweat real. Is real. And now that the summer's here, I feel, oh. I feel so terrible. It happens. It happens. I mean, I've recently slept next to someone and I've been one of been like the coddling is nice, but also I need you to not touch me. No, like, because it's I'm hot. Yeah. and I'm going to be over here. Here's what you do. You get in bed. You hug for like you spoon for like a minute or two and hug. And then you're like, OK, goodbye. And you turn to your your side. Yeah. Whatever side you're on. You're no. like, I'm going over here. You go over there. Give me some space because it is about to get drippy in here. He chihuahuas me, which means when oh, I no. scooch away, he scooches closer. No. And I just want to be like, baby, you have a California king bed, what? which means that we can oh, not even notice that the other swimming. person exists. I am doing angel arms yeah. in your bed. Yeah. Don't come near me. Yeah. Don't spoon me. If and you touch don't. my fingertips, you're too close. <laughs> <laughs> I should try that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll probably, that'll probably end in divorce pretty soon. Oh, shit. I mean, I, I have already used the line in response to, you're so sexy, especially when you come. I have, <laughs> in case you were wondering if I'm a fucking horrible person, my response to that was, shut up. <laughs> I know. You're just stating the obvious. There's no point in you talking because I already know that. <laughs> So, yeah, but I mean, I do already know that. Like, why the fuck are you saying those words outside? I love subtext. Uh I like subtext. I don't need exposition. Let me just narrate what's happening. Oh, you're so sexy. You're so fucking hot, especially when I make you come. Yeah, I know that goes without saying. You don't need a fucking voiceover on that scene in this movie because we fucking know. Okay, because my IQ is above 100 which means i'm not retarded which means you don't have to tell me that i'm sexy because i know it so shut the fuck up oh anyways i'm so glad you're you're confident in your sexiness i mean yeah i don't need yeah yeah you're stating the obvious stop talking (laughs) 
<laughs> you're wondering if I'm a horrible fucking person to be in a relationship uh, with. Just honest. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up, my mom would always tell me how pretty I was. And I feel like that's really helped in my life now because I've just always kind of felt beautiful. That's interesting. Like when I look in the mirror, I'm like, girl, you pretty. I don't have that. Well, just start telling yourself every day. Well, I've started um, an exercise. that is a thing. In which to be able to deal with my new body, which feels very gross and ugly to me, is that I masturbate while thinking about myself. Oh, nice. Because I think like if I think about myself as an outsider, like I'm like, damn, she is really sexy. Like she is sexy and beautiful. And I would think of me if I weren't me, I would think of me as being really sexy. Yeah. So I'm using that to help me cope with the fact that that I have this like body that I don't love and it doesn't feel like me. Yeah. Um, Is that I'm, you know, bust as we've talked about on the show, when in doubt, bust a nut on it. Bust a nut. And so I'm busting nuts on it. And so it's like, yeah, I know that I'm sexy. Yeah. I don't necessarily feel pretty and I don't feel like myself, but I know that I'm sexy. Good. So I'm glad. Yeah. That's good. Um, all right. Yeah. Do we have anything else to say about divorce? Because this is like the <laughs> longest episode we've ever done. We're going to have to cut some. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, no, I honestly, I was just, I didn't know when it was or how long it's been. <laughs> I just keep talking. Yeah. You're not looking at the screen, but this is by far cut the longest off, episode man. we've ever done. Um, no, it's great. This is all gold. Okay, good. And we were due for a Ramble Fest episode because we've been you know, being really good and focused. And this is just ramble a, sometimes. Yeah. We're just rambling. Ram- two rambling gals. Friends, I just want you all to have a happy hump day. And, you know, if you're, like, in a relationship, just, like, just take it for what it is. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy your life. Life is love. Like, learn how to dance in the rain. Shit like that. Bust the nut on it. Bust the nut. Be a motherfucking cum queen. All right. Happy hump day. Bye.